You're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network, produced at 3CR Community Radio on Wurundjeri Country. Hello, you're listening to Earth Matters with Eidman Jeffrey. Today on the show, we're talking with Save Our Songlines, a traditional owners group and campaign from the Murujuga at the Barrett Peninsula in Western Australia. The group was established as a response to overdevelopment of the Murujuga and have been vocal on the need to prioritise First Nation voices in development for the region. This includes campaigns around the Woodside Scarborough Gas Project and also the supporting Pluto Train 2 development. More recently, the group has been focused against the Petermans Urea Plant, a $6.5 billion proposed industrial urea plant that would convert gas supplied from the Scarborough into fertiliser for agricultural use. The project really got moving this year after the federal government announced a $225 million injection to fund the plant. But there is local concern that if this goes ahead, it could threaten sacred sites based in the Mirajuga, including over one million First Nations petroglyphs. These are thousand-year-old carvings spread across the rocks in the region. In response, Save Our Songlands and locals lodged two emergency declarations to stop works under a Section 9 of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Heritage Protection Act. Both the Coalition and the new Labor government have rejected these applications. And works on the controversial fertiliser plant are expected to begin by the end of October. Throughout all of this has been the vocal campaign of Save Our Songlands. So to learn more about it and development in the region more generally, I caught up with Raylene Cooper. So my name is Raylene Cooper. I'm a mother Sonia traditional custodian. Um, I'm up in the Pilbara, Western Australia, um, and. Save Our Songlines, uh, well, it really didn't originate sort of to be to what it is now. It was, you know, um, its intention was basically to um, put awareness out and we had to put, you know, some sort of title on what, what we're trying to do and it was basically to save the uh, connection and songlines on our ngura, um of our history. So that's kind of how that started. I know your region, especially the Murujuga National Park, has been described as the world's oldest and largest art gallery. Could you tell us a bit more about the place for those of us who aren't locals? It sure is. It's uh, the world's um, largest art gallery. Um, it's it's uh, to us, I guess, a, a, a little more personal um, as it's a history of our ancestors and our old people and, you know, um, the whereabouts of what they were doing, what they were doing there, um, you know, where they had their meeting sites, where they had their um, birthing sites for the women, um, their law and cultures um, were very strong. And it's, we still continue pr- to practice um, our law and culture. So it's a very spiritual and sacred area for us. Um, as I said, it holds a lot of history. Um, and in saying that, it's also... Um, you know, deemed the national um, a national park, 
and the conservation areas in a lot of areas out there because of protected species of animals that um, either have already um, moved from the area or they have um, become extinct from the area, obviously with all the industrial sort of um, projects that are already exist on there. So it doesn't help the situation. However, it's a beautiful place. Um, the islands, surrounding islands, um, with the aqua green, green water. Um, we have the whales coming and going. Um, Rosemary Island is one of the islands that um, have the one of the turtles um, that are very rare, the leatherback. They come and lay there, um, and turtles from all over the world come to nest um, in Rosemary Island. So it's a it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, majestical place. Yeah. And the landscape is just red rocks and blue oceans. As a campaign group, you guys really kicked off with opposition to the Scarborough Gas Project. Can you tell us a little bit about the project and the creeping development in your area? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, um, obviously, once I sort of had a a, a full informative um, advice that was given to myself and a couple of other family members of what was actually happening with the Scarborough project and what was it detailing. I mean, we simply knew of this Scarborough project or the Browse Hub project, um, you know, a few years back, um, but then there was not much talk about it. Um, but in saying that, um, once we got, a, you know, were informed of, you know, how this project is and what it entails and, you know, pretty much, you know, a detail of what was actually going to happen. It was like, no, that's not going to happen at all. And there's no way we're going to agree to this project. And quite frankly, um, had we been informed such information prior, I don't think anyone would have agreed to it if we had made those decisions and approved those. But in saying that, um, the Scarborough project is obviously, um, uh, Scarborough Gas is, is the, the the project that was um, declined um, at the James Price Point that uh, the James Price Point people had won that battle with Woodside uh, BHPs over that to get that gas plant there. It's actually that project now they're wanting to put it and extend from um, here the Pluto project um, on the Burrup uh, Dampier Peninsula here. So um, they also want to put a, I think it's a 450 kilometre gas pipeline that goes all the way out um, with dredging, um, you know, removing materials from the bottom of the ocean um, all the way through um, 400, yeah, 50, 500 something odd kilometres out um, under the ocean and set up a, a, um, a gas drilling or hub, hub there. So in saying that, they also um, will be utilising some of their gas um, from this project to help Herdman, um with the chemicals that they need to use um, to be able to produce um, the urea chemicals that they need um, to be shipped out of Australia elsewhere. So the project is is quite, um, you know, given with all the Northwest Shelf um, and all the other projects that are around that are already extracting gas and oil um, from the ocean. I mean, the dredging alone is um, going to be quite destructive given it's pretty important that you understand there's also another gas pipeline that they're going to be working next to that 
uh, is of risk. So we've not been notified a lot of the risks. Um, there's also going to be, in the seven years of the project being constructed, uh, 22 wells will be drilled into the ocean, looking for the, um, uh, you know, the gas and the oil project, uh, produce they need. So, you know, it's full on. People don't actually understand what's going on. It's why it was quite a shock to know what was actually happening. And a lot of our whales, as I said, whales come through there. They have a migration um, line right through the burrup. Um, they bring the song lines in. Um, we have the turtles that come in that are very significant to our creation story. And they bring the song lines in. I mean, these animals, you know, marine creatures um, are really significant to us. They're significant to everybody. Um, and, you know, it's really important that our environment stays healthy so that our plants and animals and we, you know, they maintain us to stay healthy. Um, so when our earth's not healthy in our environment, then we as people, humans, are not healthy. Um, so it's really, you know, you know, the CEO has already stated it, but Meg O'Neill from Woodside, um, you know, in the years of its time, you know, they'll be um, hammering, you know, 6.1 billion tonnes of emissions in its lifetime. Like, we're supposed to be going through a, a climate um, reduction. <laughs> That's what the agreement can state globally. I, I didn't know there was that much development going on. That's staggering. Yes. So it's, um, you know, given that, the Tiwi mob over there, I'm so proud of them. Um, you know, good on them. They deserve a, a good win to be able to, you know, make that, um, you know, voice, have that voice. Um, you know, their concerns and their, you know, well-being is at stake here as people, as a, as a tribe, as a community and broader, um, that they don't want development um, and no more because they can see, you know, the effects of the of the development, um, you know what it's going to do to their water, the the area where they they source their food, you know their natural hunting um, practices um, and their cultural practices, and this is you know the fight that we as traditional custodians are facing all over this continent, um, you know, and everyone's doing it, you know, individuals who are coming together, climate change. Um, organisations, individuals who are fighting for pieces of the area that's a, a little swampland with animals habitat in, you know, because they have concerns. Um, this is not something that it's, 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 we just feel like we want to annoy people. We're, we're putting it out there because this is really important and people need to wake up and they need to start understanding these destructive projects are creating, um, you know, devastating critical um, impact on our environment um, that, you know, will potentially, um, will be no turning back if we don't start really starting to do something about it. And that was Raylene Cooper from Save Our Songlines. We'll be coming back to the second part of our conversation in just a minute. You're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. We've been talking about developments in your region and Save Our Songland's most recent fight has been against the Petaman fertiliser plant. 
After rejecting the two emergency declarations, the government has delivered a wildcard and accepted a Section 10 request, which allows for the review of an independent consult to determine if the Marajuga engravings are under threat from the project. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's gone on this year and, yeah, where you guys are currently at in the campaign? Yeah, well, to cut a long story short, it's been um, remarkable where we've gotten through um, and the achievements that, um, you know, that we've achieved, um, I guess, with this journey. Um, it all started with, obviously, um, myself sitting on the board of Murujuga Aboriginal Corporation. I then uh, removed myself from that situation because I couldn't sort of be a part of an organisation that, you know, sort of didn't have a say, didn't really have that um, voice behind them to, you know, um, not allow industry or government to come and, you know, uh, giving, I guess, no objection to the projects where they were able to come in and just basically start removing or, you know, relocating rock art. Um, and, you know, they're significant and they're there for a reason um, and they tell their own stories. Um, and so in saying that from that, it, it became into a personal kind of um, challenge um, to the community, to my community. I guess um, a lot of our community didn't know what was really going on. And I think, you know, our members um, and the people in the community all abroad um, need to know what's really happening and going on out there. And it just didn't seem we were playing a fair playing field here um, with government, you know, wanting industry to keep uh, developing out there. So, um, you know, I guess, you know, given, you know, our obligations and responsibilities as custodians that we're there to look after, um, you know, what our old people wanted, and that's to look after the rock art, um, look after the history, look after the mora, the environment, plants and animals. Um, it all goes with it as part of our culture. And um, I guess that's sort of where it started. We then obviously read a, uh, forwarded a, a letter to um, our, you know, ex, ex uh, minister for environment and water, um, you know, with the section nine, um, obviously in that due time in February of last, of beginning of the year. That took course, um, obviously, uh, a new election had come about in our current, um, our current government uh, took on board the um, challenges of our country and obviously we're in the seating with this waiting um, in the meantime for this Section 9 to be approved and obviously in this time the decision was made by our current government um, and minister that they would go ahead with the uh, project's approval for Perdamon um, to be able to access and remove the, um, go ahead with their construction and move the rock art. Quite disappointing um, from my angle, I guess, and from my family, um, as this is quite important for us. Um, however, with the, you know, in between now and then, um, we'd already came back from Geneva, United Nations, and presented, you know, our concerns um, with the others that were going through the same sort of situation, um, First Nations people, um, uh, for the Indigenous rights of Indigenous peoples. Um, and in saying that, um, it was part of our culture to go ahead and, and, you know, I guess hold the government accountable and ask the questions why when there's other, you know, um, I guess avenues that they could take that could ease the possibility of climate change and also 
um, you know, in saying that not destroying and, you know, having putting preventative measures in place where, you know, that area is protected. Given that um, Muradjuga is also up for World Heritage nomination, it's um, it's quite, yeah, it blows my mind actually that all this has come about. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't have any understanding of how it's all come about. However, this is what we continue to do, um, and we, you know, we're sort of out there and just bringing awareness to what's happening out there. The arguments for the urea plant have been jobs and supporting farmers through the supplying of urea fertiliser. Are these issues for the regions? I was wondering if there are other solutions perhaps that are being ignored. What's your take? Oh, certainly there's been clear other solutions being ignored. Um, look, in saying that, when you talk about, you know, jobs and that, you know, you can have a, you know, a, a fully technical and scientific project that's there to, um, you know, not be able to use and utilise um, and smoke out all these, you know, um, chemicals um, from the chemical plant. When you talk about the urea plant, um, a lot of the fertiliser and a lot of the produce that's going to be produced out of this project, it's actually all going overseas. It's nothing, none of it's going to be benefiting Australia. I um, mean, we're having, you know, our country at the moment, especially over the eastern states, is in turmoil um, in terms of, our, you know, the, the climate change and what critical level we're at already. Um, it's noticeable. It's real noticeable. People, you know, everyone wants change. Um, because it's affecting everybody. Um, and in saying that, it takes a lot of communication and a lot of um, coming together with some pretty intelligent people that can do it um, and can sit down at the table and benefit all um, in, in making the change. You know, they've got this urea plant sitting, going to be, you know, constructed and developed, you know, right there um, on the Ngura, right next to a, a, a fertiliser plant. Um, and in saying that, you know, not even a kilometre up the road, you've got um, uh, Pluto and Woodside LNG project. You know, um, and it just goes on. You've got the Rio Tinto just around the corner from there. So it's, you know, there's a few industrial projects that already exist on this sacred place. And we've kind of just seen and had enough. Um, they want to build this project, why can't they build this project, Perdamon, 15 kilometres down the road, where it states within this premier agreement, it's there particularly, especially for industrial projects to be built. You know, and it's going to cost them, what, an extra $300 million to move it? Well, yeah, well, you're talking about 50, 60, 70,000 year old ancient rock art. We don't want that to be moved. You know, on the question of wider systemic change, we've currently got negotiations for the voice to parliament. And we've got, on one hand, these big platitudes about a federal voice. And on the other hand, we have what's happening on the ground. What do you see as the intersection between Save Our Songlines and this larger federal campaign? Look, I really didn't know too much about it because I really sort of haven't been in the space um, in the political sense because, um, you know, I've always, there's always been such controversy. Um, in the political era um, within government and um, Indigenous people. But in saying that, look, we're getting enough support now, um, you know, I guess in governments um, with our First Nations people being a part of those, um, you know, those sectors. 
and saying that, you know, the voice in particular, I had switched the TV on and sort of was looking and listening to a bit of what was going on. And um, I'm just quite interested to know who's exactly sits um, on this voice panel or committee. And, um, you know, uh, you know, and there's no, um, I guess, disrespect to any other Nora um, people from around our nation. Um, but in saying that, we all have different um, issues that are going in within our communities. Um, one of them over here in this, um, you know, Western Australia, our biggest issues are is mining. Um, you know, and a lot of our mining is in significant sacred areas, and we it, it's not the same as what some issues are over in the eastern states because there's not a full it, there are mining going on, but not the extent of what's happening within our Pilbara region, especially and up in the Kimberleys. So, you know, I think you know we need to have some fair representation of individuals that sit um, in this space, um, talking on behalf of others. Um, in their different climates and their different issues that they um, are challenging for them right now. Um, secondly, you know, um, save the song lines. You know, we 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 didn't anticipate um, for a minute how, I guess, big with um, you know this campaign has become. Um, however, you know, with the achievements that's come about, it's it's pat on the back, uh, not only for for us but for those other individuals. Um, you know, around our nation right now who are currently going through the same issues and same situation and it all comes back to cultural aspects of it and the environment because, you know, people have to have an understanding that our environment and our culture are one thing, you know, from the heavens, uh, the stars above, um, the moon to the earth, um, the wind, the waters and the, the sun, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's all part of our culture um, and in saying that, you know, when something affects our environment and affects the way we are and the way everything um, reacts to the change and it's visibly happening all over the nation, um, all over the, the world globally. Um, so in saying that, you know, we, we, we're we hoping that with this Section 10, um, you know, the, um, Minister uh, Pilpasek has, um, you know, assigned a, a Section 10 supporter. And, um, you know, we've all already, um, had conversations, um, uh, to get the, to get the ball rolling and basically to get the information that's re were required. And in saying that, we're hoping, you know, in the several months or possibly, you know, a year that this inquiry is being, um, documented and archived, um, so that there is, um, a possibility understanding that there is need for protection, um, out in the borough. Um, because it's such a significant and sacred place um, and it's really important to a lot of other connecting tribes um, within this continent. So, um, yeah, it's really important. And I guess with what we're doing now, um, we just sort of keep continuing to sort of bring awareness to people of what's actually happening out here that we're not really being told. Save Our Songlands has spoken about legislation or creating a precedent that would require the consent of First Nations people in any proposed development around the country. Is is that an aim of the campaign? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's um look we in the time that we've been um I, I guess just voicing our our concerns. Um, this is where it all started, like you know feeling a lot of sorrow and sadness that we're nobody's listening. There's something really not right here. Um, and in saying that, you know, um, 
we've we're continually um, you know voicing out our concerns about you know this consultation um, processes that we've never experienced properly because we've we've had restrictions against us holding us back where I had the ability to actually really state what we needed to state because of of the influences and agreements with within other contract parties that are involved. So it's, it gets quite complicated, yeah? Um, so you're saying that, um, you know, we're still kind of bound um, to be able to freely be independent um, as an organisation and community, I guess, in, talking of, in terms of Mac and those agreements um, with governments and so forth. But in saying that people, um, you know, it's become a deceitful, um, I guess, in some opinions and points of view in the eyes of, of, of some people, um, deceitful in a way how it's happened um, because there's not a lot of truth that's been involved within this process as well. And, um, you know, to for others to obtain, you know, something of benefit from it and, and it's just not being played at a fair, on a fair, fair playing field. Um, you know, the, 22 mil, the $220 million that state government, you know, handed over a couple of weeks ago to the state government to help this project, Perdaman, go ahead. I mean, what is that? After you know those initial statements that are being made within the election process, um, you know that just did three hundred and sixty. That two hundred and twenty mil would have been fab fabulous um, for those individuals who are homeless, um, who've lost pretty much everything in the last um, you know couple of years with all the uh, you know destruction of weather over in the eastern states there with the flooding. You know you've got individuals who are up in the Kimberley area um, with all the fracking going on. They're losing all their you know, then what are our people, the custodians over there losing everything? I mean, they don't, they're, they're battling to have a say. You know, we've been connecting with all these individuals who who are in need of help. Um, and the government's just really throwing money over where, you know, our systems, our health systems over here, let alone over in the eastern states, are going to ruin. Um, it, it's, you know, there's, there's not enough funding to do this, that and whatnot. Our health system is, would have, Pretty well needed and deserved the twenty two hundred and twenty two million to give them a bit of a prop up to be able to utilize and use you know that funds to you know get us back into an acceptable health system in this area. You know, I mean, there's lots of stuff going on, and it's um you know you're wondering why government's giving that funding to a project as destructive as the Perdaman project, which is a chemical plant. Um, given you know um. That, 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 that they could have utilised that funding elsewhere. I mean, what happened to the investors who were fully going to invest in this project? They've pulled out. Why? Because they understand that there's something not right here. I mean, it's just clear to see. You don't have to have a PhD to see this. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network with Idwin Jeffrey. Today on the show, we heard from Raylene Cooper from Save Our Songlines, talking about their campaign to stop overdevelopment in the Murujuga on the Barrup Peninsula in Western Australia. You can follow them at saveoursonglines.org or on socials with that name. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Radio Network for all their hard work in broadcasting today's episode and the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their generous financial support. Earth Matters is produced at 3CR Radio in Fitzroy, Melbourne, and we can be contacted at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com.